FM Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to a Sunday edition of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM on a gorgeous Sunday morning, September 12th. I hope everybody had a nice 9-11 yesterday and, and observed it in some uh, somewhat reverent way since it was a 20th anniversary of a horrific event. So uh, I know Greg and I were up at a, a festival, Moonshine and Racing Festival in Mount Airy, and uh, there was quite a bit of uh, patriotism and flags, and uh, so I feel like I did my part to uh, recognize it. But uh, Greg can't be with us this morning. I guess he's a little under the weather. We did have a long day. Uh, pushing those wheelbarrows full of money out of there from the 15 <laughs> books that we sold. We had a great day and a wonderful event. Talk a little bit more about it later. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm suffering a, a, a football loss hangover Well, from, from Friday night. That defensive struggle? Yeah, we went to a football game, and it seems like a basketball game broke out. Finally, we lost to West Side of Anderson 64-62. to 62. Golly, that's a lot of points. Our quarterback threw for almost 500 yards. And lost. And lost. And and four touchdowns. Good grief. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. Everybody up in, in action last two uh, weeks? Uh, pretty much so. <laughs> Every, yeah, everybody in Pugger Mush was racing all last night and stuff like that. Some of them was still racing this morning, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, I said last two weeks that... It, the way the races fell with Darlington last Sunday night and then everything at Richmond was yesterday, we're actually two weeks behind some places. Yeah. So um, we're going to get it all caught up. And Deb Williams is going to come on at her normal time at 1040 and do two segments. Right. So um, we didn't get a, I mean, we got a guest. We got Deb, Deb Williams, but she's a regular and she was at Darlington. And we can just get caught up on what went on with the, uh, with everything down there. NASCAR is the one we're really behind on. Yeah, and I w- I'm anxious, too, to ask Deb about the story I-, I found that I sent to you about starting the series, uh, the the races next year. Well, I mean, that's crazy. Uh, they, uh, you're talking about running the Clash in the Los Angeles Coliseum. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, they had m- back along, you know, I'm a big open wheel historian, mm-hmm. too, and... Back in the 30s and 40s, you know, that place has been around since 1928. Right. They had like two or three Olympics there. And, uh, but, I mean, they had a track in there, and it was, they, mm-hmm. they ran midgets on it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not big enough for ever how many stock cars are going to be in the class next year. You, listen, you would do well to have all the, the field just sitting on the football portion of it. Yeah. 
and be able to move. How are you going to get them going in circles? I don't know. And here's something else. You know, if you can picture the Los Angeles Coliseum, I, I mean, we've all, I think, can picture it. You know how at one end it's got columns and everything? Right. And the Olympic flame on top of it? Well, there's some race they had there one time. I can't remember what kind it was. But they were coming through that and going down the grandstand. I mean, it was some sort of road course they had. But, I mean, like, holy moly. I don't see how they're going to do it. NASCAR needs to back off just a little bit. Boy, you, uh, let me tell you, up there at uh, Mount Airy, there's a lot of people belly aching about NASCAR today and, and what it's going to be next year. Yeah. But with this new car and everything. And some guy I was talking to, I mean, there's a lot of old timers there. There was a bunch of 80 year old people, and which is fine. Heck, I'm 69. But, you know, there was a, like Johnny Allen that we've had on the show right. and Paul Lewis and people like that. They're in their mid 80s. But uh, I can't remember who it was now, but didn't know that there was only going to be one lug nut next year. And he yeah. went, what? And I went, you didn't know that? And he said, no. And I tried to keep up with it. And I said, well, you ought to look at the next generation car because it's uh, it's the next generation, all right. Now, are are the next generation cars, are they going to look more like the showroom models? Well, they're supposed to. They're supposed to. But we've been lobbying for that for years. Well, I, I, you've always thought they didn't. I thought, I've always thought they did more than you did. Yeah. Anything was better than that 2005 car tomorrow, which right. looked like a cake of soap with, you know, four steps on the front of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I always thought they looked a little bit better, but, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be. That's supposed to be part of the, part of the deal. Have you got some updates for us? Because I know right now uh, the Grand Prix of Italy is going on, and it ought to be about half over. It started at well, 9 well, o'clock. And... It's more than half over. Okay. It's lap 43 of 53. All right. It's close to the finish. And McLaren is in first and second place. Who's their drivers? Lando Norris, one of them? Lando Norris is in second. And Ricard something, they've got his name shortened. Oh, Daniel Ricciardo, R- yeah. Ricciardo, something like that? Yeah, Ricciardo. Okay, yeah. that's it, yeah. Okay. Where's uh, Verstappen? He's the point leader. Did you see him? Let me go down through here. This is the Italian Grand Prix at Monza, which is really one of the signature events, and to me anyway. I mean, you always they, Chevrolet had a Monza model at one time. Verstappen is in 18th place. Well, he's the point leader. Where's uh, Hamilton? Got to look through it again. Let me they might have bent some cars up at the beginning of it. Alan, you look a little skeptical over there. <laughs> Hamilton is in 17th. Maybe they're making pit both, stops. No, both of them, they have, I see now, out to the side, did not finish. And it's not over. Right. Well, that sounds like to me... Uh, no, uh, DNF. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like to me a crash or something. Yeah. But uh, It shows four cars DNF. Okay, and those two. How many laps did they make? Those two. Say that. It's a great radio. <laughs> when everybody listening can just turn on the TV and tell us, but that's all right. I mean, if you come up with it, that's fine. I just know that uh, we rarely do a show when there's a race actually going on. Yeah. So, um, well, shoot. We, uh, like I said, we're a little bit behind. Uh, I think we had some exciting racing, and last night wasn't all that earth shattering, although uh, I think we got a pretty good idea of two guys that aren't going to move on to the to the next level, and that would be, uh, I don't think McDowell's got, he's going to have to win at Bristol, which I don't think will happen, and uh, Byron is pretty far behind 
the uh, the others, uh, Tyler Reddick, I think he, uh, yeah, Tyler Reddick, he's still got a pretty good chance. And I'll get to the point specifically in a few minutes. And uh, Bowman and Kurt Busch are tied. So uh, there's there's a lot to be decided at Bristol now. We got some controversy going on here because of uh, Jeremy Clements. The way I'm looking at this thing, he had a really, really disappointing 26th place finish yesterday after a great Darlington where he finished 8th. You come in saying, I think he's going to make it. He's got a 68-point lead. And what I'm looking at says he's got a 7-point lead over the next position in 10th place. But, uh, I mean, one of us can't be right. (laughs) Well, you can say it's disappointing. But he was sitting up there running 14th, 13th, stuff like that. Do do you know what happened? Yes. He just got... Coming off, you know, coming off fourth turn up there at Richmond, it gets kind of tight. Yes, it is. Three wide, kind of checking up a little bit. Man behind him didn't check him up. Spun him through the grass. Oh, did he? I didn't yep. know he, because I did, Greg and I were on the road and I couldn't pick it and up I'm, on the radio. I'm talking about this is only with about 10 laps left to go. Uh. And uh, so he had to go to the rear of the field back there and don't get me wrong. He spun down through the grass. Plus he, he went over a little bit of a pavement there, but. I think he had to pit, and they had a limited number of tires, too. You know, if he could have come in and put on four new tires, mm-hmm. he could have probably drove straight back up through there like those boys was doing last night. But this deal of a uh, limited number of tires and stuff like that, it just, uh, we racing. Well, I know what you're saying. It seems like to me at Darlington, they had it spaced out pretty good, and it, coming down to the last pit stop, he had a set, and some of them didn't. So they pulled it off there. But I didn't know he spun out. We were He didn't spin. Somebody helped him spin. (laughs) Well, well, do you know who it was? I I, can't remember. Well, see, that's what I've been afraid of because these two guys that are so close to him, I could just see him coming up on uh, Brandon Jones with his Gibbs uh, Toyota and and getting getting hit. But I wished I'd have took a picture of it because, I mean, I sat right there watching for the end of it. I was wanting to see what the points update was. And sure enough, it sat there and it showed him. Plus, it said update points. Update points plus 78. Well, that's tenth. great. In 10th. Well, I got 10th is right. That's what I got. He, he, he's in ninth, but Miat Snyder's won a race, which puts him ahead. And uh, so he is 10th. But I've got him here seven points over 11th and eight points over 12th. And that's, uh, that's and, too close. And for all our listeners that while we keep on, you know, talking about these points deal, if he can just get locked in that 12th place, see the rest of the races coming up, He the furthest he can go back is 12th place. Yeah. Okay. So that's a lot of money whenever you get down to the end of a season as far as paying out money. Yeah. Okay. Th- this may clear up his position a little bit more because behind him, showing in the, the uh, numbers, mm-hmm. the winners were... Uh, like I said, Mick Snyder had a win. Yep. When at home, Gibbs has three. Yeah. Ty Gibbs. And Jay Barry has one. But Josh Barry, but I, now Josh is running the whole schedule. He ran like the first eight races for junior motorsports, and then he's picked up other rides. I don't think Ty Gibbs is eligible. No. Because he's not okay. a regular. He's he, He's got a great car, and he's going to, but anybody they stick in car 54 is probably going to win. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, who won that race yesterday? Where are you? Where uh, 
Where did I, who won the race? I don't know that. I got well. I got it right here in my hand. <laughs> Noah Craxton's won two in a row. Yeah. So that didn't hurt a bit yesterday. Well, if you watched it and you paid attention to well, it, well, I didn't. <laughs> Noah Craxton drives what? Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. True Timber. Yeah. And then last night, what won again? Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> well, I mean, they're good on day, a hot good day. Good day for Johnny Morris. <laughs> it was. I tell you, the uh, we got done with the show. And we were going to planning to leave about one o'clock. And at one o'clock, they had they started the ceremony and started giving out these awards for uh, these old timers. And <laughs> naturally, Greg had to accept for his father. And that wasn't until about three o'clock. So Greg made about a two minute speech, and uh, and then we they were all heading out to uh, the um, racetrack, which I don't even know where it is. I'm telling you. Main Street was chock full of cars, and um, it was race cars everywhere, and drivers and old-timers. Bobby Allison was up there. And now, it was a moonshine and auto show, yeah, right? Yeah, and one of, one of those old-timers got up there, a real great guy named Bill Magnum from Virginia, and said, we do this again next year. I, I want to concentrate more on the moonshine part of it. <laughs> <laughs> he got a pretty nice applause. But, um, no, the uh, when we got out of there... We went to, we were starving. We didn't eat, had not eaten all day. I mean, even, not even sitting there. They used to bring us some food around. This is only the second time they had this event. Two years ago, it was real cloudy and everything. Last year, they didn't have it. So, this was almost like the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was well attended on beautiful weather. But the, uh, we got out of there and went, found a, a sports bar and watched into the South Carolina game. I saw the last six minutes of that, which, uh. And then about that time, the uh, Xfinity race had about, it wasn't even halfway. But we we had to get back to Spartanburg. We weren't going to sit there and watch the race. And then I said, well, we'll get it on the radio. Well, I couldn't get it on the radio. You'd think in North mm-hmm. Carolina it would be on somewhere, but I couldn't find it. So I didn't know anything until I got home and looked it up. But I had no idea about Jeremy getting spun out and all that stuff. So that makes me feel a little better, although mm-hmm. I want to find out who spun him out and be unhappy with him. Yeah, yeah, he was he was up in the top ten when he got spun, wasn't he? Uh, he was right there close. Yeah, he had worked his way forward. Uh, yeah. You know, that's exactly what I've been afraid of. In Bristol, it is so easy to pull something off like that to accidentally wreck somebody. And uh, I just hope uh, I just hope he can hang on. Well, let's take a break right now and uh, come back because I know a lot's been going on around here locally, and I want to hear it from uh, Alan Hill. So let's take a break. We've got a lot of ground to cover in the next uh, hour and 40 minutes. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. A diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years' experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PF Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment. 426-5083. PF Auto and Diesel, 11 to 16. Jonesville Lockhart Highway and Union, worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. In- 
Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you own a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. Welcome back to Start Your Engines. And after further review, we just looked at the replay two or three times, and it was <laughs> Mia Snyder that hit him, uh, Jeremy, and spun him out. But there was had to be five or six cars in oh, that. There was a gaggle. That was a pack right together, and I it easily. I'm not going to say for one second that that was intentional because it, it there was yeah. just a bunch of cars. And, and two, there was one. There was a car just on the outside of him taking his, oh, his he was outside a airway from pack him. of them. So it, all it took was just a nudge. Yep, and. It took him around. Miat Snyder would have no reason to do that on purpose because he's already in. There's nothing intentional in racing, Perry. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> the the oh, master of Cherokee <laughs> Speedway saying that. And let me mention right now, if if you are interested in, in following Jeremy, follow him on his Twitter and you get a lot of good information. Well, from does, him. He, does he say anything about what happened? No. Okay. He, he just posted the clip. All right. Alan? 
Got some results for us over there, buddy? Oh, sure do. We're going to start off with Harris last week. Uh, they had the Gerald Coggins Memorial Race up there. Uh, we're going to start off with the Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Blake Bentley. Second went to Lloyd Dean Burgess. Third went to Justin Barber. In the 602 Late Mall Division, first place went to John Price. Second went to John Ruggiero Jr. Third went to Chris Jackson. Pure Stock Division, first place went to Nathan Pierce. Second went to Tommy Suttles. Third went to Josh Ayers. In the Renegade Division, first place, your man. Wally? Wally Fowler. There you go. Second place, Nathan Pierce. Third went to Johnny Westmoreland. In the Run What You Brung Division, first place went to Jeffrey Woods. Second went to Chad Nodine. Third went to Monk Gulledge. In the Front Wheel Drive Division, first place went to Chris Coggins. A second went to Scott Collinger. Third went to Travis Jameson. In the Crate Sportsman Division, first place went to Jake Jackson. Second went to Brandon Satterfield. Third went to Cody Ursley. And moving over to Sunday afternoon at Cherokee Speedway, they had the Hall of Fame race over there. We're going to start off with the MMSA four cylinders. First place went to Kevin Cooper. Second went to Philip Wilson. Third went to Travis Mosley. In the Super Sportsman Division, first place went to Mitchell Duval. Second went to Justin Armour. Third went to Josh Hoots. In the Carolina Clash Super Late Models, first place went to Ross Bales. Second went to Anthony Sanders. Third went to Brett Helms. Pure Stock Division, first place went to Bradley Williams. Second went to Jason McGrew. Third went to Nathan Pierce. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Blake Bentley. Second went to Ricky Bogan, and third went to Preston Dimsdale. In the front-wheel drive division, first place went to Chris Meadows, second went to Josh Dawson, and third went to Christopher Bobo. Now, moving over to last night up at Harris Speedway. First in front-wheel drive division, first, wait, first place went to Bradley Williams, second went to Jonathan Butler, third went to TJ Slacks. Great Sportsman Division, first place went to Jake Jackson, second went to Brandon Satterfield, third went to Tanner Fortune. Young Guns Division, first place went to Kaylee Laws, third went to John Michael, I mean second went to John Michael, third went to Dale Bennett. And the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Lloyd Dean Burgess, second went to Tyler Geis, third went to Preston Dimsdale. 602 Late Model Division, first place went to John Price, second went to Barry McDowell, and third went to Tommy Smith. Uh, fourth place in that, a name you'd probably know, Jeremy Mayfield. Are you kidding? No. He was not. at Harris? He's at Harris. Wow. And uh, running a 602 late model. He spun Earnhardt out at Pocono and Earnhardt shot him to bird. <laughs> <laughs> and Mayfield went on to win the race. That's, that's what I remembered most about him. Okay, I just, I just. No, I was. That's good. I'm glad to. I mean, I got nothing against it. In the Thunder Bomber Future Division, first place went to Randy Cantrell, second went to Stetson Todd, and third went to Brad Hames. And Cherokee Speedway last night, first in Super Sportsman, first place went to Josh Hoots, second went to Timbo Magnum, third went to Mitchell Duval. In Extreme Four Division, first place went to Chris Meadows. Second went to Scott Collinger. Third went to Christopher Bobo. In the Crusoe Late Mall Division, first place went to Jeremy Steele. Second went to Gray Pardon. Third went to Travis Steele. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Ricky Bogan. Glad to see Ricky Bogan come back in there and win. That was the guy who kind of won the race but didn't win the race last week. 
with the transponder deal? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of, you know, sometimes I say the racing gods kind of make them up yeah, a little bit. That, so, uh, was, that a, was that a makeup? I think that was a makeup for him. So uh, congratulations to Ricky Bogan. Uh, second place went to Madison Hoops. Third went to Preston Dimsdale. And uh, open wheel sprint cars. First place went to Daniel Allen. Second went to Jordan Figure. And third went to Grayson Wales. Is it my imagination or am I hearing a few new names in there? Sounds like I'm hearing some I'm not familiar with. You hear a few new names in here. What I like about that is, uh, like in the Super Sports Division, we got another Timbo Magnum. He he drives a, a kind of a 602 late mall, but sometimes the, he's dropped down in this division, had a good field of cars in Super Sportsman, so... Uh, might start working on that 25T, get it back out there. I wish you would. That's, uh, what I'm, that's the results I'm waiting on. Uh, Mr. Wilson, get him moving on that you thing. Know, uh, sometimes, you know, I ain't going to say you win and, and the crowd drops off. Then just as soon as you drop out and all of a sudden cars pick back up, now you just bring back out. Well. If you don't, you'll be looking for a place to run next year. Well, get that thing loaded up. Uh, Livonia Speedway. 602 late models. First place went to Drew Collins. Second went to Hoyt Partain. And third went to David McCoy. Uh, modified Street Division. First place went to Ty Naley. Uh, second went to Ryan Broles. And third went to Kyle Gordon. In the SCDRA main event, which paid $5,000 down there, John Wyndham took that $5,000 home. Second went to Newman Presnell. Third went to Walker Wyndham. And the limited late models. First place went to Dale Timms. Second went to Stephen Seegers. And third went to Brandon Haley. Uh, Stock 8 division. First place went to Chad Puckett. Second went to Anthony Sanders. And third went to Jack Hill. Young Guns division. First place went to Cameron Fowler. Second went to Caden Presnell. And third went to Justin Jacobs. Okay. uh, Some of our, uh, what we call our super late models that travel all over. Everybody knows that uh, who's been on a roll here lately, Brandon Overton. Mm-hmm. He got uh, $40,000 at Cherokee Speedway the other week. Well, he goes on out to Eldora and wins the first part of the Eldora 100 out there. It paid $53,000. Good grief. To win. To win. God. The first part. Now, what in total will it pay? Do you know? Well, they had another, another $53,000 race last night. Jonathan Davenport won it with Mike Muller run second and Brandon Overton run third in it. You know, when we were sitting in that sports bar yesterday, one of the TVs behind us, uh, to my right, had on MAV TV and it was late models. I don't know if it was, it looked like it was night. So it must have been like a replay from the night before or something. But it, and I didn't, I was too busy watching the Carolina game to watch the late models, but, uh, it was on Mav TV. Something was. It looked like those those boys. It's, it's them super late mall boys. Okay. Sometimes you can catch them on Lucas Oil and stuff like that on FS Channel. Yeah. Uh, through the through the week, around three or four o'clock in the afternoon, if you're at home. But uh, coming up this week, since we're getting down to the end of our season, the end of all our points and stuff like that, Cherokee is going to be off this coming week. So. Uh, Harris is putting on a big two-day deal this coming week. They got Friday and Saturday. Uh, they got the Chuck Sparks Memorial up there at Harris Speedway. 
on Friday night. They're going to be running the 602 Thunder Series. They're going to be running the Run What You Brung, Renegade Crate Sportsman, Thunder Bombers, Pure Stock, Thunder Bomber Futures, and Young Guns. Then they're going to bring them right back in here again on Saturday night. They're going to run the 602 Thunder Series. They're going to run the Renegade Division and the Crate Sportsman Division separate this time. And also on the program is going to be the Thunder Bombers, the Pure Stock, the Stock 4 MMSA, and the Front Wheel Drive Division. And also, coming up, uh, Carolina Speedway. That's in Gastonia. That's up in Gastonia. This coming uh, 17th and 18th, they got the third annual BAM promotion, Street Stock Battle Royale. $10,000 to win mm. Street Stock Division. That's good. Or a big 60-lap main. Uh, that's going to be happening this coming week. And going to be a lot going on here in our local racing coming up. We're getting down to the end of it. Getting a lot of our point situations uh, kind of worked out. And uh, that's just the way uh, it's going to be here. Uh, like I said, uh points championships last night wound up at Cherokee Speedway and uh, from what I've seen on one guy's Facebook page uh, in the Super Sports Revision Josh Mulwee mm-hmm. I'd like to congratulate him on his first points championship so he's the champion of the Cherokee Speedway and Super Sportsman Division is that the top division? Uh, it's uh, kind of a top division as far as regular Saturday night racing over there. You can't really say 602. You got your 602 crate late malls and stuff like that, which them boys travel to different race tracks and stuff like that. This super sportsman division, it, like I said, Cherokee is right up there, but they don't, they, they pretty much stay right there at Cherokee Speedway. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations to Josh Mulwee. Uh, it, to win, I ain't gonna say win these points. You just don't know. You you sit there. You got to make these main events. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get out there in a in a heat race, and if I ain't gonna say got motor problems or transmission problems or rear end problems, sometimes it just uh, you work off a hard. Well, they, you, they've got these great payouts for these races around here, and uh, but is there a big payout for the championship? Yes, they are. Okay, as not as much as the big payout is the big trophies and the big rings that you put on your fingers. Oh, okay. Well, and I think uh, I think my driver, I think uh, I don't know if he's got five or seven championship <laughs> rings or whatever. Okay. I told him, I said, we're working on about every every finger that's on your hand. Well, and the thumbs. You know, get the thumbs covered. You know, and the thing about it is, I'm sitting here. Do you see any of mine? <laughs> I, I see a gold band over there. That you won something one time. Uh, yeah, I won something one time. <laughs> uh, okay. Is that it? You got some more? That's pretty much all our local racing going on. Uh, like I said, uh, good payouts coming up right here at the end. Uh, so, uh I don't know what it is. We we run hard all year long, and then we get right down here at the end of the season. And this is when I wish that we'd be like your NASCAR teams, have different race cars, and just bring out a brand new race car and just say, well, here I am. I'm, I'm sitting here waiting on the big payout races, but we've just been run hard so all year long that 
You just about ain't got nothing left when it comes down to the end of it. Well, get the 25T out there and spoil something and, for somebody and, and and get a get a little hardware. Well, that's uh, that's part of it. It sounds like you sounds like you're leaning that way, and that would be great to get some uh, results. We got a few minutes here before uh, Deb calls in, or or I call her. But so let's just look real quick because we're going to be talking about this for the next uh, forty minutes once we get her on here. Uh, we'll back up to the. Well, let's take them in order because I don't know if we'll dwell too much on the trucks. But they ran at Darlington, and uh, of course, Sheldon Creed was the winner. I think they're down to uh, their points championship, eliminating people here pretty soon. Uh, but the because um, the Smith brothers, well, I, I don't think they're brothers. Zane Smith and Charlie Smith are uh, at the eighth and ninth in the in the standings, and I think they're going to be eliminated if they don't pick it up a little bit for Bristol. But uh, Sheldon Creed was the winner. John Hunter Nemechek was second. Stuart Friesen was third. Todd Gilliland fourth. Parker Klingerman was fifth. And I like Parker. He's out there on pit road for the other races. And uh, so he's keeping his hand in driving. Grant Enfinger was sixth. Chandler Smith seventh. Johnny Souter eighth. Zane Smith ninth. And Matt Crafton was tenth. They will run again. Get this. I don't know if you knew this or not. But uh, Thursday night is, isn't that a, isn't that a, September 16th, uh, I think it is, but it's a doubleheader at Bristol with ARCA, and I've got that for Thursday night, September 16th, and the uh, trucks are after the so, uh, uh, doubleheader, ARCA, trucks, next Thursday. I think the, uh, probably that, that truck, the ARCA race, will, I'm guessing, and I'll find out for sure, will probably be on MAV. The trucks will be on a FS1. So uh, the point standing is in the trucks, and I think Sheldon Creed's probably, they already started etching his name on it. Although he's only got a two-point lead, Sheldon Creed is first, John Hunter Nemechek is second, Matt Crafton third, Stuart Friesen fourth, Ben Rhodes fifth, Carson Hostavar, the guy that I like to pronounce his name, is sixth, Austin Hill seventh, Zane Smith eighth, Chandler Smith is ninth, and Todd Gilliland is tenth. So actually, it would be Chandler Smith and Todd Gilliland that are on the on the hot seat there on the bubble because they're only going to, I think, take out the final two uh, after Bristol. And Ronnie has just handed me the results of the Italian Grand Prix. Some of you might have watched it. I didn't. But uh, Daniel Ricciardo, driving from McLaren, was first. Lando Norris was second. He's also in a McLaren, so they had a good day. Valtteri Bottas was third in the Mercedes. That's um, Lewis Hamilton's teammate. Roger Leclerc in the Ferrari was fourth. And Sergio Perez was fifth in the Red Bull. I think that's an Austin, uh, an Aust- uh, Aston Martin is what I'm trying to say. So anyway. That's easy for you to say. No, I didn't say it very well at all, as a matter of fact. So I got the trucks out of the way. I'll tell you what, before she calls in and starts her... Uh, Marathon 40 minutes. Let's take our next break and come back and talk to uh, Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this. And you want it to sound like this. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality. And visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is now on FM at 98.3. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit at UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on the go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Good morning, Deb. How are you doing? Good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? We're doing great on a really beautiful Sunday morning for a change here in Spartanburg. And um, had a great time up there in Mount Airy, Deb. I know you were 
contemplating maybe at one time going up there, but Greg and I uh, had to back up the, the Wells Fargo truck because we they were people buying books like crazy. It was a good time to sell a book. Oh, well, that's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. It was so... It's a shame I didn't make it. Well, it was a shame, and there's a lot of our friends and people that I don't even know that I'm sure you're very... Uh, uh, several times, Greg would be talking to somebody, and I said, who was that? And he'd tell me, and he said, oh, Deb knows her. Deb, know, Deb knows him. <laughs> Deb knows him. I bet he said that five times. It was it was a good time, and a lot of a lot of people that I don't know that I'm sure you knew uh, or know what, were there. What time? What how? What were the hours of it? It was uh, well Saturday, a uh, Friday night. They they had uh, see this is Mount Airy where Andy Griffith's from. So a lot of things. Yeah, are, I know that. Okay, well a lot of things are named after Andy Griffith's show, and so Friday yeah. night they had an event at the Loaded Goat. Which was, uh, you know, when the goat ate the dynamite that time. And uh, mm-hmm. they had a picture of that on the wall. So everybody was there. It was a b- very, very reasonable buffet for a dried out hamburger for 20 bucks. But it, it was a social part of it that uh, I think most people enjoyed. And then mm-hmm. the uh, event actually on Saturday started at 9 o'clock and we got, or 10 o'clock, 9 or 10, I can't remember now, because we were there early and set up and sold two or three books before the thing even opened. So it was... Uh, How about that? Yeah, it was, it was really good. So... Well, good. We got a couple of races behind uh, in NASCAR because of the Saturday action yesterday and the action the week before on Labor Day. And you were down at Darlington. And how was it? How'd you like it? Oh, I tell you, Darlington was a fantastic race weekend. It would have been perfect if my computer hadn't started giving me problems and I hadn't had issues. But we got that resolved thanks to a friend who is a computer expert to get me through the weekend. But I thought the racing was great. The Southern 500 had a lot of drama to it, a lot of excitement. And that last lap between Denny Hamill and Kyle Larson, it was uh phenomenal. It kind of left everybody with their mouths open, I think. You know, I think I saw that move that Larson pulled uh, and nobody mentioned it at the time, but I remember one time at Richmond on the last lap, and I don't know if he was going for the lead or not, but Ted Musgrave just stuck it to the floor and rode the wall all the way around the turn to, you know, just to, uh, I guess, if you do that, you got to do it on the last lap because you're not going to have much left of the right side of the car. But isn't that what Larson did? I mean, they talked about it being a video game move, and it looked like he just put it on the wall and floored it. Well, he did. And the thing was, he thought that Hamlin would go low through turns three and four. And if Hamlin went low, then he would have the momentum up there on the wall. Right to get by him, but when Denny didn't go down as soon as he thought he would, it kind of negated that move that he made. But, yeah, I mean, if Hamlin had gone down, and I thought it was interesting that Larson said, maybe I did it too soon, and I thought, well, that's rather interesting. So maybe he felt like if he had waited till he was actually in for when Hamlin moved down, then he could have been successful, but... That was one thing he said in his post-race interview was, well, maybe I executed it too soon. Maybe I did it too soon. And I thought that was interesting. But, you know, that's what they, how they used to get speed at Darlington was hit the wall. That's why the Darlington Stripe became so popular. And, of course, Greg can tell you about when uh, his dad, they started fielding cars down there 
and they would actually put springs and a, a board in the side of the car to where when they hit the the guardrail instead of the sheet metal on the car coming in and staying in it would that spring would pop it back out because they learned that was the quickest way around Darlington was to ride that guardrail and get the Darlington stripe. So basically, Kyle Larson definitely did a throwback move. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. The uh, now I've of course they flip flop the track, and when I think of the Darlington stripe, I think of of course it's on the car. I remember one time NBC or somebody they were talking about a Darlington stripe, and they were showing the wall, and I. Yeah. I said, good Lord, it's on the car, it's not on the wall. That's but, right. But, yeah. any, but anyway, I think of the Darlington Stripe in the old third turn, even when it was a guardrail, which was probably, oh, yeah. you know, back in the, it's been a concrete wall, I, I imagine, because I was there, but I imagine since the 80s, I can't remember when they changed it, the 70s or 80s, but I've interviewed all these guys from that book I wrote on the independence, and, and I saw a couple uh-huh. of them yesterday, and Johnny Allen told me, he's, and he was there yesterday looking great at 80 something years old but he came in he said i would go in there and um it would actually he didn't say anything about a springs in the side of his car but he said you could go in there and hit that and it would actually propel you faster if you knew how mm-hmm. to do it and you did it was just like an elastic band and you'd hit it and it'd shoot you right through the what at that time would have been the uh, fourth turn right right well so it was actually an art. pardon i said it was an art to know how to do that Oh, it was, and what was interesting, the year that I worked with Sunbelt Video, which was the first year of the TV show Inside NASCAR, at that time, there was the Unical Darlington Record Club. Right. And they always had to do a rookie test. I mean, it was really wild being there when A.J. Foyt came (laughs) there to run Darlington, and A.J. Foyt had to do the rookie test. Yep. But what they would do, they had a film that they would always show the rookies. So when Ricky Rudd was president of the Darlington Unical Record Club, Ricky said, you know, if we're going to show them a film, it needs to be instructional. So Ricky and I worked together when I was at Sunbelt Video, and I worked with him and him picking the footage that he wanted to use to instruct the rookies on the correct way to enter and exit pit road how to make a pass through what was then turns three and four, now one and two. Right. The correct way to, to enter that turn, make the pass and all. And it was really a learning time for me to learn just how to, a driver should drive Darlington. Yeah. And as I watched that race Sunday night, and I thought, you know, a lot of these drivers would benefit from going back and watching the instructional tape of how to drive Darlington that Ricky Rudd and I did together in 1985. I'd like to see that and myself. I, <laughs> yeah, it's really neat because I was watching them as they would go through what's now turns one and two and where they were making their mistakes and getting crossed up and everything. And I thought, you know... If they could just sit down and watch this video and even watch some old video of how Dale Earnhardt drove it because there's an art to making that pass between turns, well, what's one and two now. And, you know, you can't go into turn one three wide or four wide. You just can't do it. 
And I just, I watched that and I thought, man, it would be so beneficial if a lot of these drivers that weren't around then could sit down and watch this instructional tape that Ricky Rudd made. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I've got a copy of it, but I don't know if the other one is probably in the NASCAR storage facility out in, underground in Kansas. But, <laughs> um, it, it, um, you know, it, it's, I learned a lot from it, and I'm sure anybody who watched it learned a great deal from it as well. I, I loved asking those drivers, and I've asked every single one of them when I, I wrote that book, and, and other drivers that I just talked to. Uh, I know uh, D.K. Ulrich, uh, Joe Frisson, uh Elmo Henderson, all these guys, uh, James Hilton, and they all talked about the art of driving. Who one of Paul Lewis? I think. Then I saw him yesterday for the first time in years. He said it was like tap dancing. He said it reminded him of tap, <laughs> tap dancing the way you had the the brake and gas and 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 bounce it off of that rail. Oh, it's some great stories well, about the third turn. But let, I want to move on a little bit here because we'll do. Whole, well, let whole, me let me say one thing there. Go it's ahead. like I told a uh, it's like I told a friend this past week. Darlington shows you who the separate the real race car drivers from the wannabes exactly always has yeah thunder, and always will thunder in carolina um the skipper from gilligan's island says uh stoogie there's a man out there on the track give him a sign you know and uh, you got a man with you and of course i'm talking about rory calhoun thunder in carolina is mm. about one of my favorite movies, the Gone with the Wind of racing movies. Let's talk a little bit. <laughs> let's talk a little bit more because we before we do the whole show on the fourth turn at Darlington or the okay. <laughs> third turn at what, where it used to be. But um, tell us a little bit about Kyle Busch. He got kind of ill there, and he really didn't throw any blame on uh, um, Dylan for for you know a, what I thought was just kind of a racing accident. It was over there on that new patch, but uh, I thought that. You know, I'm not a prude. I don't care if he says the SH word on TV or not. But, you know, I thought $50,000 was pretty light, not for the cursing, but for the way he entered the pit road with all those people standing around and running over those cones. Well, that's what he got fined for. He didn't get fined for his language. He didn't? No. Well, that that's good, no, then. That's, still that's what enough. Dale, Earnhardt, <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr. keeps saying that. But he got fined for the way he entered the garage area when he tore over the cones and nearly hit three people. He did. That's what he got fined for. All right. Well, I feel a little and bit better about it, but it still wasn't enough. I, that was just a stupid move. But let me check just to make sure that they didn't throw that in there and and uh, catch us. Catch me off guard on it. Well, uh, if, but, if they um, didn't find him for the language, it's, it's opened a new gate. What you got? Alan's over here laughing his tail off. What are you going to say? You're talking about stupid moves. I, if I was Kyle Bush, I'd come say, take it out of the money that you owe me for New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alan's still mad about him uh, not throwing the caution flag when it started raining at <laughs> New Hampshire. Yeah, well. Um, if I make a mistake, it's I. If you make a mistake, it's I. Let's just keep on going. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, the yeah. I was just double checking the penalty against Kyle and uh, at Darlington, and it was for safety. That's what it says on the penalty report. All right. Well, it's okay to use that word now, I guess. 
have it. Well, no, they, they blitz it. You gotta, you gotta understand. There's a seven second delay. Okay. So there's a seven second delay from the time they it goes up to you see it on TV. Okay. And when I was working logging video at NASCAR Productions, I don't know if they still have it or not, but we had people in there that were assigned certain drivers and their job was to sit there and listen and hit a button they had that seven seconds that seven second delay and their job was to hit a button to bleep out language like that well was somebody asleep at the switch i don't know i, I what i said is i don't know if they still do that or oh, not oh i see i got you okay well i knew because th- i'm talking about back in 2010 okay when I- brian france was still running things i got you and and that's when the finding for the language on television started was during his regime and i think that part of that was in fact due to fcc regulations regarding language on tv right that's because they started finding the drivers because they didn't want the networks to get fined for broadcasting language and i think that's probably the reason you hear the announcers say well we apologize for that language just to keep the network from getting fined yeah for airing it um so which they but, uh, and we hit him with two penalties last night on pit road. Well, that's all electronic done. There's no, no human no, element no, in no, that wait now. A minute, now, wait a minute. The first one was not electronically done. The first one was some part on pit road of, uh, what was that deal they said? His, his equipment got... was in somebody else's pit. Okay. Well, if you look at it, whenever they roll them tires across through there, somebody's tires always in somebody else's pit sometimes. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. No. Well, I guess I, I don't remember that particular thing last night. I was in and out. Uh, but did they leave some equipment in the pit? There, They came back and they showed the video of it. And it looked to me like it was a jack that went into somebody else's pit. But uh, I know one of the announcers said, made the comment, said the problem you get into is how small the pits are. And that's where you get into it. Deb, we got a minute Um, before we're going to get cut into, uh, but we're going to keep you on for the next 20 minutes after the break. But in like in 30 seconds, I took it that Kyle Busch was more upset with his performance of his car and everything and the crew and that he was stuck back there with all the other cars instead of oh you're correct yeah yeah you're correct that's what he was upset about yeah because he he wasn't upset at uh the three cars he wasn't upset at austin dillon which i was surprised at yeah well Mm -hmm. i think he surprised a lot of people over the next 10 minutes or so on that but uh well we've uh we've covered part of darlington we still got to do richmond and and maybe a little of the xfinity (laughs) But uh, I think it's fun having you on for this, and I'm sort of killing time here because we've got 20 seconds before the network cuts And in. I've got a question for it. Well, you got 10 seconds. No, I'll, we'll get it oh, next. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll get it. But it's great having you on, Deb, and uh, uh, it, as always. But for an extra for an extra 20 minutes, this is going to be really good. So we're, uh, we're going to come back right after this break and with more Deb Williams and dissect little NASCAR. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. 
Your home for the Dan Patrick Show weekday mornings at 9 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. From the top. Let's go. Shahed. 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 Before we head it to the NFL on Fox, you know we've got to kick it off first. Let's go. This is Fox NFL Kickoff. Buckle them up. Your Fox NFL Kickoff is right now. Week one, baby, and it is on. We, the fans, are back. Hey, Kamesh. Yo, you ready for the season? Always. Dang it. So close again. (laughs) Every year we start off looking for answers. Has Sean McVay found his quarterback? Will Brady win the eighth ring? How in the hell is Snoop Dogg a Steeler fan? So many questions. But that's the great thing. We all get to find... A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipe burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1498 3FM. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Do you want a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years' experience and employs ASE-certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PF Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment, 426-5083. PF Auto and Diesel, 11 to 16, Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union, worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Reuben's, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you. 
you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome, I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM is your home for Spartanburg Vikings football. Listen to Vikings football each Friday presented by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your local ring specialist right here on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM and on the Fox Sports 1400 app. Winning takes a strong team effort and you'll win when you trust the Kaposi Glassmart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Kaposi Glassmart provides 24-hour emergency board up service. Call the Kaposi Glassmart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glass Mart, helping your team win. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host, for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. And we're going to do some more with Deb Williams. Deb, this is the first time we... that. That's our top of the hour break, and it's just like the opening of the show. But it's the first time you ever came back after the second half. And uh, so them announcing your name there, uh, the Bob, I think, is the guy's name from Fox that does those breaks. Uh, you're actually still with us. I hope. You're still there? Uh, I'm still here, and <laughs> okay. I'm honored to be able to do a second segment with you. Oh, God. Well, I, the good thing about this is if we really get tied up in something, I mean, this next uh, commercial in 20 seconds is, uh, I mean, in 20 minutes is wherever I want it to be, so. Theoretically, oh, theoretically, we could go to the top of the next hour, but we got some other things we have to do. <laughs> so, uh, but no, we'll, well, I, we'll keep you at least twenty minutes. I can tell you that. Oh, well, that sounds good. I um, pulled up the penalty report okay. from last night, and I don't think a lot of people realize that penalties are not assessed the way they used to be assessed. And that is, you know, years ago when I first started covering the sport in the nineteen eighties. You had one official assigned to three pits. And then in the Brian France era, you had, and I think maybe Gary Nelson even started it before Brian took over NASCAR, you had an official assigned to each pit. And then that official was the one that called the infraction. Well, now there are cameras on all the pits, and there is a trailer outside in the TV compound and there are NASCAR officials sitting in there watching cameras on all of the pit stops. And there's electronic that shows when the car's over the line or when equipment crosses the line or whatever. 
that's done electronically, and then they call the tower, and they tell the tower, penalty on such and such for such and such. And what I was looking here, Kyle Bush wasn't the only one that got an equipment interference penalty on that round of stops. The 37 did as well. And there were actually, that was under the caution, and there was six, excuse me, five penalties assessed during that round of pit stops. You had the, uh, it was all on lap 32, one was on lap 33, and they were all assessed on lap 36. The 23 speeding on pit road, the 41 tire violation, 37 and 18 equipment interference, and the 51, a crew member over the wall too soon. Wow. And uh, now all of those will either carry a monetary or a, a points penalty or something? No, 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 no. No, that's or, tail or, end. You start at tail uh, end of the longest line. Right, right, right. Or Okay, well, that's good. Or a, a drive-through would be for something like uh, uh, speeding on pit road. Well, right, but a pass-through is if the infraction occurs under green. Ah. You start at the tail end of the longest line if the infraction occurs under a caution flag. Deb, you're wonderful. I never knew that. <laughs> I never yeah. really... <laughs> what you're really saying, Deb, is there ain't a lot of fudging in the pits going on now. Not now. Mm-mm. Well... No. Not, you can't fudge like you used to, could. Just when, I, <laughs> just when I thought you were great, Deb, you surprised me and you're better. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, let's just touch on Xfinity for a second and be done with Darlington. Unless you got something you want to say about the trucks, I sort of recap the truck race because it seems like about a month ago. But uh, Sheldon Creed is uh, tied up in a big uh, battle with uh, John Hunter Nemechek for that championship, it looks like right now. And I think after, was it after last? No, they didn't run this week. So it's after Bristol, they will eliminate two people from the truck uh, championship, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, the the Bristol race uh, ends the first round of the playoffs for truck and cup, and it determines who the playoff drivers will be in Xfinity. So Bristol's a very, very big weekend. It is a big weekend, and I, as I pointed out before you came on, it's also uh, that truck race is Thursday, and it's a doubleheader with ARCA, which is correct, giving people more than they... Uh, uh, a good, a good price, uh, good product for the ticket price. Jeremy Clements, That's right. Jeremy Clements at uh, at uh, X, in the Xfinity race at Darlington. Of course, he had our sponsorship on the hood, and it looked really good. In fact, when they were talking about Jeremy before the race, they showed a close up on pit road, and it was just, it was gorgeous with a big fox and Spartanburg across the front of the car. It was nice, and he had a good finish. He finished um, eighth, had seventh there, and sort of. Uh, Tyler Reddick slipped by in there, but he, at that point, after Darlington, and of course, we're, we really concentrate on on him, he had a he had a pretty good margin to play with. He had like 13 points over Brandon Jones and 32 over Riley Herbst, but if we can fast forward just quickly while I'm, and I'll, I'll get off of uh, Jeremy altogether, last night, at, or yesterday afternoon at Richmond, I didn't realize, because I saw he had a 26th place finish, and it was like the first time he's ever... Re- he had a little crash at Darlington there, I mean, at a Daytona in the first race of the season. But I didn't realize he got spun. And I, I, we looked at the replay a few minutes ago. I don't think it was intentional. It was Miat Snyder, who was already in the playoffs. So it, he did, mm-hmm. it was just a big gaggle of cars. But um, it, 
they came in this morning, Ronnie and Allen, saying, oh, I think he's going to make it. He's got a big lead. And the way I look at it, I'm, the points I'm looking at, he's got like a seven-point lead over... over um, Brandon Jones. Yeah, and, a, and an eight-point lead over Riley Herp. So it doesn't look all that secure to me. No, I, it's a little more edgy than it was after Darlington. And, make but, it, and, um, and going to Bristol makes it even edgier. because That's uh, true. Uh, you that's can true. get away with a lot of accidental uh spinning somebody out or something because it's just bristol's gonna happen anyway mm-hmm. so it is we're on pins and but, needles about that any comment well i'm sure they are too because <laughs> he talks all year about because he's on a, a wednesday afternoon show every week here and uh he um you know he, he says every week well we don't i'm not looking at the points i mean i don't want that extra pressure but he's got to be now but, you know, he says, I'm just, I don't count points after every race, but I, I don't know how you couldn't do that. I certainly do. I'm doing it for him if he's not doing it. But uh, <laughs> I think his margin for error is uh, just about gone and going to a track where, uh, you know, Bristol's just, you can bring your car home in a basket after that one if you don't watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I thought it was interesting when we had the uh, Zoom conferences with the Cup playoff contenders couple of them noted that the wrecks at Bristol are like the wrecks at Daytona and Talladega in that they you'll get caught up in somebody else's wreck. You know, they can oh, yeah. easily be multi-car crashes because you don't have anywhere to go and you're going so fast that it's easy to get caught up in someone else's mistake or someone else's crash. And the multi-car crashes you can have at Bristol equate well, you can't very well have 17 cars in them. I guess you could, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily eliminate them. You can keep running with them where ground effects or, or aerodynamics aren't as key. But, you know, it's, it's definitely a place that you want to be a little more relaxed about going into. It's like Martin Truex Jr. said last night in his post-race interview. He said now he could go to Bristol and have fun knowing that he'd won at Richmond and was already at a slot in the round of 12. He didn't have to be worried going into Bristol. He could go and enjoy Bristol. Right. And uh, the thing about uh, about Darlington, we'll put a, a wrap up on that. There was, uh, I think some people uh, probably got themselves in a, a pretty bad spot after uh that first race because uh, I think Mal- uh, Michael McDowell pretty much eliminated himself with a hard crash early in the race, and he was probably the darkest of the dark horses to move on to the next round. William Byron, he made dug himself a pretty good hole after Darlington, and of course Kyle Busch did too, and um, and Tyler Reddick was pretty was uh, not too far back. In fact, I think he was he was actually tied with Alex Bowman, um, but now after last after yesterday. Martin Truex won the race, and you talk about a um, a dominant team. I mean, Gibbs Gibbs has got it together at Richmond. He's just about unbeatable, and they swept the first three places yesterday. Chase was doing good, and you know was leading the race when um, I believe he was leading when uh, he made his pit stop. And now, what happened there? Because I, I actually was at the computer preparing for this show. Did they? Did he think he had gone too far in his pit box and backed up over the? And the jack was already under the car. Because yes, I, he thought he was. He thought he had gone too far in the pit box that the nose of the car was over the line, and he was 
he went to back up, and when he went to back up, the jack was under the car, and he backed over the jack. And they had to bring another jack out and take that jack over the wall. Yeah, and it looked like uh, they just slung that jack at the pit wall, and that's what I thought maybe when y'all were talking about some equipment going into somebody else's pits. I mean, it, it looked like junk when they threw it over there. And then, uh, but he wasn't actually over the line, was he? Wasn't he okay? No, he wasn't. He wasn't, but he thought he was. Uh, somebody, I don't know. I mean, yeah, see what you get for thinking. <laughs> well, somebody should have said, no, you're okay, and maybe they did. But anyway, um, that, he ended up fourth. He recovered pretty well. Yeah, but I was going to say, as fast as you're reacting in those situations, you know, he could have thrown it in reverse and been backed up before the person even got their hands up to say stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, uh, happened so fast. Ronnie was the winner. He picked Truex. Yeah, they finally came through for him, and so he's taking the lead in our little deal, our little stand. Well, that's good. Yeah, well, it's not that good. I think it is. <laughs> I'm pulling for me. <laughs> and, uh, I'm one of my favorite people. <laughs> but let's <laughs> next uh, next week. The race is on Saturday night again. So, uh, Alan, get your pen out. Let's just go ahead and do our picks right now. And uh, Deb, uh, you're so smart and beautiful. You go first. Oh well. Flatter. I was going to say, you sound like my former photo editor. When he would come in my office saying like that, I'd look at him and say, what do you want? Well, um, <laughs> I want you to go first. That's all I want. Okay. <laughs> and come to the next book signing or whatever. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I'll do that. I'll make the next book signing. All right. Oh, let's see. Hmm. Well, considering the stat, I haven't studied the stats for Bristol yet. Well, it was a dirt race in the spring, so... <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's irrelevant. Diff- different circumstances. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm going to go with Blaney. Well, I mean, I know why. He's got a good chance. That looks like... Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a short track guy, but but now he can run on anything. I, Blaney's probably a good pick about any place. Ronnie? Mm. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb this time, and I'm not going to stay with Truex. I'm going to go with Keselowski. All right. He's taking Keselowski. How about you over there, Alan? I think I'll take the five car. Larson? Okay. Larson. I'll take the nine car. I'll take uh, um, Chase Elliott and uh, Lanny. If you'll text me uh, a pick, and I'll go ahead and pick uh, a guy that ran real good in that number 95, that Levine racing car, I think that was. It probably... Did a lot to get him a, the the ride in the Wood Brothers car, and that's uh, Di Benedetto. I'm going to pick him for Greg because uh, I, I know he runs Bristol, and he almost won that race a couple of years ago in that 95. So uh, that's true, he did. Yep, and so uh, I'm just dying for him to win a race too. He'll get a job next year. He might not get a job next year, even if he wins one, but I hope he does. So. Uh, after looking at last night, I tell you, I think the hard hit award for yesterday at Bristol was uh, Kurt Busch. He he took a heck of a hit. Well, he really did. It reminded, and I think, it, it reminded me of Jerry Nadeau a little bit. Yes, it did. You're exactly right. And, you know, I think that Kurt is probably surprised this morning to look at the point standings and see that he's not in the bottom four in the playoffs. Well, what I'm you looking know, at... It's it's uh, McDowell is pretty much out of it, and Byron's... Unless he wins. Yeah, unless he wins. 116 mm-hmm. points, Byron's behind. Reddick's 103. But what I'm looking at, it's got Kurt Busch and Alex Bowman tied tied for uh, for that 
the bubble spot there uh, with 98 points out of the lead, unless uh, I'm missing something. But I'm, I, I printed no, it off you're the, right. I printed it off the computer this morning, so it's a it's a heck of a battle to move up. And after Bristol, four of them will be gone. Right. Yeah. And um, of course, if one of those bottom four right now pull off an upset and win Bristol, that really is gonna throw the playoffs into a bit of a turmoil. Well, Kurt Busch used to be real good at Bristol. back. Uh, I know oh, when, yeah. he, when he drove for yeah. Roush, he used to duke it out with Jimmy Spencer and all these people. He, mm-hmm. was, he was really good at Bristol. Well, yeah. That, In fact, if you had a chance to see the the production Renegades, the bad boys of NASCAR, it shows him winning not only at Bristol, but it also shows his issues with Jimmy Spencer. Yeah. Well, I, I watched that just to see you, Deb. Oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> and and something could that could end up being similar to Bristol, uh, I read an article this week that said NASCAR is seriously considering having the clash next winter at the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Yeah, I don't know who in the world thought that up. I mean, I'm a historian also for open wheels. I mean, I love it to death. And they ran, uh, they ran in the Coliseum back in the 50s and 40s, and the best it was sort of like Soldier Field, which they did run stock cars on. But about the best, yeah, I was going to say they ran at Soldier Field. Yeah, in but, the 50s. Uh, but about the best they could do it, from what I understand, well, from my knowledge, that the Coliseum was like midgets, or I don't know if they ever ran sprint cars, but it's, it's just not much room to put. To put stock cars. I don't know how who came up with that. I, I just can't believe they, they can do it. Uh, that sounds like... I'm going to equate whoever came up with that idea to uh, the the way that uh, the founders of Winston Cup scene, well, Grand National scene and Winston Cup scene and NASCAR Winston Cup scene, how that all came about. And that was they were... Uh, smoking one night and it still <laughs> sounded good the next day so no we're not talking cuban cigars here i, I would yeah uh, no <laughs> probably came from south america somewhere though or the, uh, the one poke now. over the line sweet jesus yeah okay <laughs> well deb uh we was talking about this about the points deal and i seen it kind of last week in nhra uh indy matt hagan mm-hmm. matt hagan tested positive for covid and uh right they put Tommy Johnson Jr. in that car, but they said if, you know, which he failed to qualify because they only, it rained out and they only got one run and he didn't make the one run. But mm-hmm. they said that Tommy Johnson Jr., if he would have went ahead and made the race, that Matt Hagen would receive the points for wherever he finished at in that race, you know, the rounds that he Yeah, goes. I thought that was strange. That, I yes. thought that was strange. So I never has, heard of that. Has NASCAR come up with this now? Just like, just think if we got one of our top, you know, top drivers comes down with COVID, like Kyle Larson. Is he going to have to sit out and lose all his points or what? Can they? Well, it depends on whether he's vaccinated or not. What? And it depends on if he would, like with Corey LaJoy... Corey LaJoy didn't test positive, but he was in the room with someone who had tested positive. It was a, a contact situation. And I don't know if you caught it last night, but they had to take, a, I think it was like five or six of Ross Chastain's crew people over to Kurt Busch's car 
to replace the crew members there that had tested positive for COVID. Mm. Yeah, that and really, so that throw a monkey wrench in everything. But was that car? And so after Kurt went out, then those crew members moved back to Chastain's car to finish the night there. But you know, it's I don't think I don't understand why people can't realize this is real. Robin Pemberton. Longtime crew chief Robin Pemberton and former NASCAR executive, he and Lisa lost their 35-year-old son this past week to COVID. Oh, no. Bray died on Wednesday. Oh. And, you know, I've got a neighbor that whose son is a doctor and whose daughter is in the medical profession. And... She refused to get the vaccine, and she's been laying in the hospital for three weeks under oxygen. I don't know when she's going to get home. Mm. And see, and I was really worried about that with all the people at that thing uh, this weekend, you know, in, a, in close quarters. And, and I, man, I had my hand sanitizer there, and I wore a mask part of the time, not all the time, because it's kind of uh-huh. hard to sell a book, you know, when people want to talk oh, to I know. you. So, uh, but... But but what I was well, getting at, what I was getting at is if Denny Hamlin come down tested positive for COVID, can Joe Gibbs put Ty Gibbs in that car and still run the race and let Denny receive the points? I don't think that. No, I don't think they no. do that. In other words, now, in other words, he's just lost out for the whole season. Then no, he's just lost points for that race. Well, he could still win a race if he was behind him. You, <laughs> winning a race will get you to the next round no matter what happens. Yeah, and you got to remember, he's got his playoff points and all. Now, if Denny came down, let's say Denny tested positive for COVID, and they put Ty Gibbs in there. Now, somebody's going to hear that, and they're going to spread a rumor on social media that Denny Hamlin's tested positive for COVID. No, he has not. <laughs> so, but if you put the driver in that car the driver is going to get the point not and then but the car owner will still get the car owner points for that car because car owner points are not determined by the driver they're determined by the car number okay well so you know and the way nascar's got it i mean we cannot and when i say we i'm talking about the media we cannot have any contact with any of the competitors unless we are wearing a mask. We have to wear a mask. Now they reverted back to the old protocol. We have to wear a mask anytime we're indoors in a media center. We're not supposed to go in the transporters, but we can't talk to any competitors without a mask on. And post-race, there's a a uh, fence like that separates us to make sure we're the proper distance from the competitors and they've gone back to zoom conferences and that the competitors do not come into the media center now for post-race interviews they go into a room separate from us and we have our mask on and we have to do the post-race via zoom conference deb uh, i I want to mention two things here and i'll We've already kept you seven minutes over, so I mean, we're doing exactly we're doing exactly what I said. No, it's okay. I'm not complaining at all. (laughs) But what I wanted to mention was you brought out a name just now that I wanted to make a note of and mention on the show. Ross Chastain is going for it. He didn't care who he was 
I think he uh, didn't he accidentally bump Hamlin or something one time there. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was on purpose. But the announcers, uh, you know, they pointed out that he's he doesn't care who's in the playoffs or not. That guy wants to win a race, and I don't blame him a bit. I don't either. And at one time last night, he was the only non-playoff driver running in the top thirteen positions. We'll look right quick and see. And he was he was running in the. He finished seventh. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, but but I mean, there was for a long time. He was the only. In fact, I tweeted it out uh, because I'm on. Twitter, as all media people are, the entire time a race is going on. I didn't know that. I may have to tune you in. Yeah, um, Deb Williams seventy two is my Twitter account, and oh yeah, I follow. We that. are on Twitter from the time that those engines fire until after the race. Deb, now the seventy two—that's for uh, the year you were born, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm I'm fifty two. If I had one, so. Deb has been just super. We ought to do a three-hour show so we can have more Deb. I mean, you're you're just you're great. I'm good for that. I've enjoyed this, but uh, it's almost eleven thirty, and uh, I'm about ten minutes behind on one uh, commercial break. Which, like I oh, said, oh, that's it, not good. Got to keep the commercial people happy. Well, it floats around. Like I said, I got some leeway. The only one that's bad is the hard ones at the top of the hour. I can't. It's going to interrupt me no matter what. But look, gotcha. it's been great having you on for forty for fifty minutes, and. Uh, Let's do it again sometime. I don't know if we'll get a chance this year, but it's it's uh, you're just full of information and it and and know what you're talking about. And I appreciate you coming on the show a little extra today. Well, thank you. Oh. I appreciate you having me, and it's well, always a pleasure. I enjoy talking with you all tremendously. One more thing: Are you going to Bristol? Yes, I am. Good. All right. Well, we'll talk to you. I hope we'll be able to talk to you next Saturday before the race. I uh, I like talking. I mean. That's the way Nelson was, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Not, not his last year or so. I don't last year and a half. I don't think he went to the track. But you know, the yeah. Bob that from Fox that does your announcement says, uh, "Let's go trackside to Deb." But it's nice when you really are. <laughs> yeah, I know it's nice to be there. It really is. And, uh, cause and uh, ne- ne- next weekend, hey, you got the NHRA in Charlotte too. Next next weekend, wow, big weekend. Nelson used to say. Um, no, I'm not at the track. He he was so meticulous and everything. He he didn't want to give the wrong impression that he was there if he wasn't there. He'd always say, "Nope, not at the track today." But anyway, <laughs> Deb, thank you so much for coming on. You're the best, and uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you from uh, somewhere at Bristol tomorrow uh, next Saturday. Sounds good. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good week. Okay, you too. Oh, hey, oh, can I mention one one more thing? Absolutely. I wanted to say. Sure. Um, you know they had a modified race at Richmond on Friday night, and Ryan Priest won it. But unfortunately, Eddie Partridge, who owned Ryan Priest's Modified and the Riverhead track, passed away with a heart attack after the race Friday night. Oh, no. Well, that's a, so, that's a bummer note to end on. and a, but uh, I know, but I wanted everybody to know in case well, they had not heard I yet. think Alan must have known that because he's over here nodding his head as you were getting there. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize, and I'll lighten it up just a little. I mean, that's sorry, I, that's bad, and our thoughts and prayers go out to them and to the Pemberton family, which, of course, that's a famous name in racing, a big name. And uh, But um, I didn't realize that Ryan Priest 
I, I didn't really know where he came from, but he's a he's a good driver. I know that, but uh, I guess modified well, Mustang, huh? Well, modified ranks is where he came from. Right. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Deb, I'm glad you got that in. And uh, look, we'll talk to you from Bristol next week. Okay. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Hey. Everyone have a good week. Thank you so much. That's Deb Williams. And uh, she's the smartest woman I know. And she sort of she sort of proved it again, although she'll. Alan straightened her out a couple weeks ago so uh, on something. So y'all got a good thing going there. And she she slapped my wrist a few minutes ago, too. So anyway, let's take a break. We're getting way behind. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at ImpexPreOwned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or or the ideal gift. Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and you'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosure condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land. It doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. Welcome back to Start Your Engines. I'm going to blow through some things here in about five minutes and do another break, and we'll be right on schedule. 
uh, with the uh, Xfinity. Uh, we talked about Darlington. Neil Craxton has won two in a row. Uh, Justin Haley was second yesterday. John Hunter Nemechek third. Justin Allgaier fourth. And Riley Herbst was fifth. That's far enough. Uh, as I said, and I think Deb pretty much uh, concurred with me, that uh, Jeremy Clements has got a seven-point lead over Brandon Jones and eighth over Riley Herbst. He's uh, technically in 10th place because Miat Snyder's behind him, but he's already won a race. He won Homestead, and uh, he sort of gave the nudge to Jeremy yesterday to spin him around, but I don't think that was intentional. I could be wrong, but it was a, just a big gaggle of cars, and it happened. So Jeremy's, uh, Jeremy needs a good performance. That's about all there is to it. He's got to do good at Bristol next week. Let's go to wrap-up cup. We talked about Darlington. We talked about uh, mostly about Bristol and the penalties and everything like that so the points for cup uh well let me do the results first this was just last night martin truex was first denny hamlin second christopher bell third and that's a one two three sweep for gibbs fourth was uh chase elliott fifth joey logano sixth kyle larson seventh ross chastain who is throwing caution to the wind i hope he gets one eighth is kevin harvick who i don't think he's gonna win a race this year i mean he might. It keeps looking doubtful. I thought he was going to do well last week at Darlington and then faded. He's not really doing that well. I mean, he's around, but he's not setting the pace like he used to. Austin Dillon, I'm sorry. Um, Kyle Busch was ninth and Ryan Blaney was tenth. The point standings in Cup. Kyle Larson has a 24-point lead over Denny Hamlin. Third is Martin Truex. Fourth, Joey Logano. Fifth, Ryan Blaney. Sixth, Kevin Harvick. Seventh, Chase Elliott, 8th, Christopher Bell, ninth, Brad Keselowski, 10th, Kyle Busch, 11th, Eric Almarola. Then uh, it's real close there. I mean, it, uh, the points are pretty tight. It could change easily. 12th is a tie between Alex Bowman and Kurt Busch. And, you know, one can get in and one can get out because the bottom four are going to be cut out And uh, after Bristol. And right now it would be Malcolm McDowell, who's 16th, and he hasn't got a prayer. He has to win. I mean, a win, a win gets you in. William Byron had that bad wreck at Darlington, so uh, he hasn't recovered from that. He didn't do so hot last night. It's 15th. 14th is Tyler Reddick. He's uh, he's not looking too sweet either. So, really, Kurt Busch is about the only one of that bunch that has a realistic chance to get in. Um, very realistic. But any of them can with a victory. So, uh, let's do Arca real quick. Arca ran at... Um, DuCoin, Illinois, last week. And believe it or not, we had a different winner. Landon Lewis won. Ty Gibbs was second. Guess who was third? We had him on the show. Kenny Schrader. Running on the dirt at DuCoin, Illinois. I love it. He loves it, too. It says Andy Hillenberg car. So I guess he uh, was number 10. And I think Schrader's usually number 24, uh, 52. Fourth was Ryan Utzinger. And fifth was Taylor Gray. We'll stop it there. They will run next Thursday night, probably late Thursday afternoon, actually. I'm not sure of the time on that, but at Bristol. And uh, I think that's probably be on MAV-TV. The points in ARCA, Tyler Gibbs is first. He's got a 16-point lead over Corey Heim. Ty Gibbs has won nine races out of 17. Corey Heim has won six. And uh, Daniel Dyes won one, and the guy that won yesterday... Uh, last week, uh, Landon Lewis has won one. Uh, third is Thad Moffitt. Fourth, Nick Sanchez. And fifth is Brad Smith. That'll do it for ARCA. And, uh, okay, 
uh, well, let's finish up. Uh, I don't have the points, but we already know that uh, uh, the McLarens won the Formula One race with, uh, let's see if I can remember it here. Uh, I don't see them. Rico uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm actually trying to look at this by uh, the results from last week. That's what I can give you. The results from last week, they had the Heineken Dutch Grand Prix, and they actually won, ran more than two laps. Um, Max Verstappen was the winner. Lewis Hamilton was second. Valtteri Bottas, the teammate, was third. Pierre Gasly, fourth. And Charles Leclerc, fifth. Um, and Lando Norris won it, I think, today in, uh, in McLaren. So, yes. anyway, the I don't have the new points. After the Dutch Grand Prix, Verstappen had a three-point lead. But we do know what happened, Ronnie, on the 26th lap. Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton got together. Yeah, and it sounded like uh, Hamilton was in the back. And uh, the rear tires of Verstappen ended up resting on the rear end of uh, Hamilton. Well, you showed me a picture just now, and somebody was in the air. Yeah, that was Verstappen. <laughs> okay. Well, they're in a hard-fought battle, and they've already run into each other a couple of times this year. And we, uh, Alan brought up, as he would, being the Cherokee Speedway veteran that he is, is, is do these guys fight? And I said, well, I don't know. They probably take their gloves off and slap each other and meet uh, out in a pecan grove somewhere in the afternoon I don't with, at sunset. Uh, anyway, we might find out because <laughs> it's getting pretty hot and there's only a couple of points between them. So let's take a break right now. We'll come back and wrap this thing up. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Don't be late. Back-to-school deals on cool Nissan wheels are waiting for you at Greer Nissan. 2021 Nissan Rogue, only $2.99 a month. New Nissan Versa, just $2.69 a month. Fun 2021 Nissan Kicks, $2.39 a month. Roomy Nissan Sentra, only $1.99 a month. And stylish 2021 Nissan Murano, $1.99 a month. Plus 0% financing is available. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Greer Nissan gets you back to school during the Nissan model year in sales event. Call 864-479-1197 for details. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? 
schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. We are Fox The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's Easy on the Go Breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Value when product served. now and we've got uh, about 15 minutes to go so got a little clarification here on the formula one it looks like max for stopping must have had what do you think fast lap fast lap gets you one point sitting on the pole gets you another point so uh, he looks like he might have done both well he's got two more points than he had last week uh which would give him a five point lead over uh Lewis Hamilton. So, uh, and Valtteri Bottas in third place. He's, he's 85 and a half points out of the lead. He, but you know what? These guys still have nine races. They run a, for being an international and going to all these different countries and everything like we were talking about. They've got nine races where, uh, you know, everybody else is in their playoffs and Indy's about done. And speaking of Indy, let's talk about that right now. Indy runs today. They've been off for, uh, since, uh, Gateway. They run today at Portland at 3 p.m. on NBC Live, the big channel. And uh, Patricio Award is the points leader. Alex Palou is second. Joseph Newgarden third. Scott Dixon fourth. And Marcus Erickson is fifth. I have the starting lineup here for uh, Portland, which is a which is a street course. They don't run any more uh, ovals or anything like that. The rest of the way is road courses and street courses. Alex Palou is on the pole. Uh, second is uh, Alexander Rossi. Second row is Scott Dixon and Felix Rosenquist. Third row is Graham Rahal and Colton Herta. Fourth row is the point leader, Pat Patricio O'Ward and Ed Jones. And on back and on back, uh, Foyt's car is 12th with Sebastian Bourdais. So, ending today, and they will, uh, they're coming down to, I believe they've only got two races left after today. But here's one I really wanted to get to and spend a little time with, and that's uh, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And they are live today at 4 o'clock. Yep, 4 o'clock on uh, NBCSN. So uh, it's they've already qualified, too, and this will be at... Uh, where is Where are they racing? <laughs> I got this... Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Monterey. They're at Monterey for the... Uh, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, it's called. And uh, the points, Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque are first. They've got a 41-point lead over Mike Hill and uh, Whelan Engineering Cadillac with Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durrani. Jarvis, and they're 41 points behind, as I said. And Olivier Jarvis and Harry Tinknell are 43 points back. Nobody else has realistically got a shot at it. Uh, Kevin Magnuson and Ringer Vanders Andy are 175 points points back, and I guess they could catch up, but they'd have to take some extraordinary circumstances. 
But, uh, you know, we're really pulling for Felipe Nasser now. Uh, the points leaders, Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque, are on the pole. Second is uh, Olivier Pla and Dane Cameron. Third is uh, Kevin Magnuson and Ringer Vanders Andy. And fourth is the team we're pulling for here, Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durani in the Cadillac. So uh, they're starting fourth. It's a, uh, what'd you say, Alan? A two hour, uh, one hour and 40 minute race or something I like that? I think it's two hour and 40 minute. Okay. All right. So, uh, well, I'll tell you, I can tell you this way. Because here's the TV uh, rundown for today. Uh, well, Formula One's over with, so we can scrap that. But it will be replayed at 1 o'clock on ESPN2. And, you know, I might just record that because I forgot to do it this morning. I, I want to see at least the part about um, Lewis right. Hamilton and uh, uh, Verstappen getting into it. At 3.30 is the IndyCar race at Portland on NBC. Like I said, that's the main channel. And the uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship at Laguna Seca is where that is. I they said Monterey on the lineup. Laguna Seca is what it says here. It is the same place. Beautiful location on the California coast. Um, and that's at 4 o'clock. And uh, looking ahead here a little bit. All right. Thursday night. I can tell you that at 6.30 to 8.30 is the ARCA race on FS1. That will be at Bristol. And it will be followed up with the truck race. So, Alan, Ronnie, there you go. You got an ARCA truck doubleheader next Thursday night from Bristol on FS1. You don't even have to change your remote. Uh, the Xfinity race looking ahead at Bristol will be um, 7.30 next Friday night. And then Saturday night at 7.30 will be the cup race. And the next day, looking way ahead, IndyCar will be at Laguna Seca on a road course and not a street course. I don't believe this, but um, we got almost 10 minutes to kill. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground there. So, uh, oh, oh, I know what I wanted to look at. See what the times are for the IMSA race, 4 to 7. So that would be a 2-hour and 40-minute race probably. That makes sense. Uh, maybe we can have Mike on. Uh, next week. We met a bunch of people, Greg and I did, up at uh, um, Mount Airy. See if you, you remember a fella, because we spent quite a bit of time with him, and he bought some books, which is always good. Um, and he worked for Harry Hyde. And I think Greg wants to have him on, because I'm going to be going to Parents Week in a week after next, and I hope we have a show. I, I hope you all want to do it. And Greg wants to bring this gentleman on, and it's... Uh, his name is, oh, good grief. I hate it when I do that. He, Trout. Kenneth Trout. Does that ring a bell with you? He was like an engine man with Harry Hyde on the, the K&K Insurance Dodges. And they went out to, in fact, he had on a, a picture of the Dodge, that wing Daytona on his T-shirt. And it was, but it was about, they went out to Bonneville and set like 19 records. They had a Bonneville and he'll, I'm sure if he comes on, talk more about it. But he had a, they had a 10-mile oval out there. Like a, instead of a one-mile Langhorn, this was like a 10-mile on the salt flats. And, uh, I mean, they were running over 200 miles an hour. They were constantly in a turn. But the turn was so gradual, you know, I guess uh, it didn't make much difference. But they set 19 different records, and I'm sure a lot of those were straight line. But uh, this guy, Kenneth Trout, I'm pretty sure is his name, um, was telling us all about it. And... Greg saying he was just an absolute master at cheating. 
So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Greg said, I don't know if he'll talk about it on the air, but he, he and Harry Hyde was pretty famous for cheating, you know. And the movie uh, Days of Thunder, Robert Duvall plays the Harry Hyde, he plays Harry Hogg. Right. And, uh, you know, he sits there in that barn that uh, is up there in Mooresville, still standing, I don't know how. But, you know, with the light coming through the cracks and everything, and he's looking at that car, and he says, I'm going to give you an extra long fuel line and all this stuff that he's going to do to cheat it up. And um, so, uh, and I mean, Harry Hyde was pretty famous for stuff like that. Well, anyway, this guy worked for Harry Hyde, and must have been in on a lot of it. So uh, maybe he'll be on. We had uh, spent a good bit of time talking to Ronnie Thomas. His dad was Jabe Thomas, who was like the, I guess after Weatherly died, uh, was killed. Uh, Jabe Thomas was the closest thing they ever had to a jokester. That you, you were in NASCAR back then? Uh, no, 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 no. What you don't know no. what the question is? <laughs> I was not in NASCAR way back in. Well, weren't you with Pearson back in the eighties? Uh, yes, I was. Okay, well that's when Jabe was sort of. In, he was so around then. I was the late eighties. You okay. must be talking about the early eighties and sixties and seventies. I thought, but <laughs> doesn't ring a bell. But see, he uh, anyway. Ronnie Thomas is his son, and he was the nineteen seventy eight Winston uh, Cup Rookie of the Year. I'm not sure who his competition was, but it was like I'll get it down pat somewhere. But it was like Labonte and Earnhardt were like the year after, and like before was. Uh, Waltrip and uh, and Lenny Pond, who actually beat Waltrip for Rookie of the Year. So it was in that era. I'm not saying anything. Ronnie Thomas is a fine guy, and we had a great time talking to him yesterday. And I won't, I would never say this while he was on the air, but it, I, I think it was kind of a down year for rookies because Ronnie wasn't around much longer. They had some rookies a couple of years ago. I know this one guy was sponsored by some uh, male enhancement pill or something, and. You'd have to look him up to see who he was, but he never did another thing. I mean, it's just like they had to pick somebody out of the infield and give them a give them the rookie of the year. So they've had some off years, but Ronnie Thomas was a he was a, he's still around. His dad was Jabe Thomas, and I wouldn't dare say anything uh, to minimize what he did. But you may not have heard of him, but you have heard of Earnhardt and Labonte and those guys. Alan, uh, why don't you sum up? Just we got about five minutes about what's going around. Around here locally, that people might anything today, nothing today. Okay, we like I say, we pretty much getting down to the end of it. We starting to have our what we call championships, point sending deals. Most of them wrapped up uh, last night at Cherokee Speedway. So uh, now we get into one racetrack and take one weekend off. Let other ones have a big championship like uh, they're gonna have up there at Carolina Speedway. So uh, Cherokee's gonna be off and. Uh, let them have their big race up there at Carolina Speedway next week. And Harris is having a big deal on Friday and Saturday night. Next week. Next week. So, uh, But when we had Tony Adair on a couple of weeks ago, wasn't he? He, he mentioned some big stuff coming up because I think I said we'll have you back on to yeah. promote it. Yep. They're they going to have, like I say, they get down here to the end of it. No, I ain't going to say maybe these promoters have got so much money left over that they won't start pouring it out. But... <laughs> Well, they pr- probably want to make a profit, too. Uh, but, but, you know, it's uh, middle of September. So you, we got like two weeks in September. And I, I'm not looking at the calendar, but whatever. October, I guess, has got four. And we'll end up this show at the end. Of, we'll do a wrap-up show. So I guess we'll do November. So technically, I guess, not looking at a calendar, we probably got ten more shows. 
And Greg and I were talking about it. There's a lot of guests we'd like to have on. We haven't had Linda Vaughn. I know one of Ronnie's favorites. Just don't ask her about her husband again. Right. <laughs> and uh, haven't had Paul Dallenbach. Didn't do any Pikes Peak this year. And we did a lot of it last year. And he's a great guest. We had his brother. Uh, we haven't had a... We, he, you know, he, Greg has been trying and trying to get Jerry Punch. And he just doesn't return the call. Or, I think he's got his own podcast or something. I'm not sure. But now he has a very attractive daughter that's doing racing now. And uh, I can't think of her name, but I saw her the other day with a picture of Jerry. And she's probably like 21 or 22 years old. So she's, uh, I don't know, maybe he's backed away from it. But Jerry was always a great guest on this show. And quite honestly, Greg can't get a return phone call from him. But he's one we'd like to have on. Uh, Oh, we came up with a whole list of people driving back yesterday that we haven't had on the show this year. But uh, we'll get them. We'll get 10 more guests plus a couple of new ones that we just talked about. And um, as far as on this radio station, something new happens today, and it's probably going to happen pretty quick. And if I'm supposed to push some sort of button, nobody told me. But at 1 o'clock, we got Atlanta Falcons football, right? That is a 1 o'clock game. So uh, hopefully it'll just come on. I don't know if anybody will be uh, listening to it. Personally, I hate the Falcons. Because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a Panthers fan. I, mean, I, I was got a my Falcons Panthers. fan a long time before oh, the Panthers came. Oh, well, yeah, I was too. Uh I definitely was a Falcons fan when they first started, but I'm not anymore because it's the same division as the Panthers, and they're they're usually in their way. So, and I I got my Panthers shirt on right now. So um, we got Atlanta Falcons football. I know next Saturday. I do not know what the schedule would be with the uh, Presbyterian football that we carry here. But South Carolina plays Georgia next Saturday night at seven thirty on ESPN. What are you laughing about, Alan? You said something well, they, earlier today about how they made you so mad. Well, they pulled a rabbit out of the hat yesterday. No, uh, they kicked a field goal with no time left. <laughs> well, I, I was still pulling a rabbit out of the hat there. but uh, Well, they, they gave up a 75-yard touchdown on the first play of the game. And I'm sitting there at this book signing, book selling, and, uh, and I know the game starts at 12. So I, about 12.05, I just put it on a game cast, you know, where they just flash up, you know, as what's going on. There's no video. And it's already 7 to nothing. And I'm like, this is going to be a bad day. But uh, they pulled it out and they're undefeated. And I know all the Clemson fans don't want to hear this. They rolled over South Carolina State yesterday. I don't know who they've got next week. But Georgia had Alabama Birmingham yesterday and smoked them. So I guess my goal for next Thursday, uh, next Saturday night would be for South Carolina at least to do as well as Clemson did. Personally, gaining yardage, I think Clemson only got two yards, and I think Carolina can do better than that. But I can see it being 30 to nothing or something. So I don't uh, – they went up down there and, and upset them a couple of years ago. I don't see it happening this year, but I, I haven't watched the game yet. I'm, the first one wasn't on around here, and I didn't get it on my phone, and I was busy yesterday and only saw the last six minutes. So – uh you know, I'm. Uh, I don't know what they got. What you got there, Ronnie? Was it? Was yeah, it? That's Doctor Jerry Punch's daughter, Jessica. Jessica. Oh yeah, she's a she's a looker. Was she that? What's that say? Whack? Is that the Western Athletic Conference or wrestling or what? Uh, that's what it looks like. Okay. All right. Well, it's been a good show. Saturday, I'm going to go home. Greg's not with us, so uh, we will not be going to Applebee's. I will be going home to. Uh, Watch the Carolina Panthers, and hopefully uh, that won't disappoint me to start out the season. 
Sony Music to start. <laughs> Y'all have a good week, and uh, we'll be back next Saturday, hopefully uh, with the result for Bristol. Have a good week, and remember to keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are your home for bump and run weekday mornings at 7 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98. It's a rebuilding year. Uh, America likes the Falcons. They're hoping by 8 on that one. And thanks for watching, you guys. It's been amazing to be back. And whether you're in the stadium or relaxing at home, enjoy a full Sunday of football. Ford Fox NFL Sunday yeah, uh, now. Go Birds. The wait is finally over. We have so many fans out here that are just dying to get in that stadium. The next time we get to be in these stands, it's going to be a religious experience. The fans is what brings the energy. Can you put in words what it's going to mean, you know, just to have everyone back in the stand? When the players run out onto the field, it just raises the hair right off your arm. There's tons of thousands of people here, man, who came to see you play football. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about is beyond electric. It's loud. It is rocking and rolling. Here we go. Boom! They mean a lot to us. You need to hear them. We back, baby. Will you get on that bill? I need everything you got all day long. We are recharged. SoFi Stadium, we're coming for you. Who that says they're going to beat that thing? It is loud in this place. Let's play for these fans tonight. I don't know how they can hear it. It is getting louder. And so are the fans. Talk about a reason to celebrate. After a year of empty stadiums and fake crowd noise, the NFL looks to get back to normal with football fanatics in stadiums all across America. Man, you can't wait. Also back, superstars like Russell Wilson. No quarterback has more wins in his first nine years in the league, and he's coming off statistically his best season ever. But it's been an off-season of change. We'll see if Seattle's new offensive coordinator lets Russ cook all year long. In the only season Jimmy Garoppolo played in every game, he took the Niners to the Super Bowl. That was just two years ago, but now in addition to battling to stay healthy, he might just be in a fight to hold off this year's third overall pick, Trey Lance, a quarterback, and keep his starting job. Meanwhile, starting for the first time today is the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, who rises.